1: Hey, military moms, we've got a great show today. We've got, uh, a woman of faith coming on lisa dietrich we've got mary lee who wrote uh... some great children's books and then we're going to have a segment an educational segment with joyce faulkner and lila levinson uh... talking about how to use emotional situations and healing and create some really great writing uh... my name is sandra beck i'm the host of military mom talk radio along with robin boyd and doris rivas brecky and um boy
2: we've got uh, we've got a mouthful today <laughs> we have a great show today so exciting when we have so many people and so many interesting things to talk about
1: We do, and before we get to that, I'd like to put a shout-out to Beverly Allen Ananins. She's one of our listeners. She's also been a guest on the show. Her mother had a triple bypass this morning in Lubbock, Texas, and so we want to put a shout-out to her. She's doing well. She's in recovery. And then we're going to go from there to Las Vegas, to one of our listeners who listens out of Taiwan, of all things, Taipei, Taiwan. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is an Army soldier that was in the first Gulf War. She's a lady. And she is back here in the States in Las Vegas taking care of her mom on hospice, so we want to send a shout-out support to her as well. Thinking of you both. It is. It is that time of year to just be thankful for all that we have and all that we do. I think especially after coming off the holiday season, you know, we're such a high with the holidays, everything going on. i am kind of got the, the, the 501 blues for, like, the first week in February. <laughs> 501 Blues. Yeah, you know, (laughs) nothing to look forward to, at least, you know, for the next, I don't know, till summer. Taxes. Taxes. Yeah. Taxes. It's gloomy here today, too, in Southern California. We got some doom and gloom. We're getting some rain tomorrow. Boy, I'm just uh I'm negative Jane over here. Robin, you better pick yeah. it up. Bring us <laughs> some sunshine.
2: We did. We had sunshine on the East Coast today. It was a breath of springtime. I'll tell you. We had close to 50 degrees out here today, and the sun was shining. I'm waiting for the crocus to pop up. Aww. <laughs> Yeah. It's beautiful out here. And, you know, it's so, one of the things that I do love about New England is that we do have such crazy weather. One day you'll have a blizzard and the next day it'll be 50 degrees. So you gotta love it. Gotta love it.
1: Well, that's you go eh? Because you're in you're in San Diego, Doris. It's like you know. I didn't know you heard me. Sorry. <laughs> sunshine, 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 all over the place. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Well, uh, Sandra, we had you had an email today from one of the, our former guests, Fuzzy Manning, and he has just launched something exciting. What what do you have from Fuzzy this week? You know, it's really exciting. Um, he
1: has come out with a new book for Integrative Trauma Care, and it's available on Amazon. And, you know, I love F- Fuzzy for a lot of different reasons. You know, one is that he's working really hard to take the stigma and to take um, the the ouch out of post-traumatic stress, and he's the one that educated us on. He doesn't want it seen as a disorder. He doesn't want it seen as a syndrome. He wants to see it as just a typical reaction for an unnatural uh-huh. situation like wartime so uh we are really really excited that he has offered this integrative trauma care book and the best part of it it's 99 cents the minimum wow. that you can put up on um you know up on amazon.com he's not trying to prop wow. it up that i just i'm really proud of him
2: wow is this a digital download or um, is. how is this delivered
3: it is. a uh,
1: so digital download. So you can go, you can email him if you don't have a Kindle, which is the proprietary software that uses uh, Amazon. If you don't have one of those, you can go to PTS treatment, like post traumatic stress treatment at gmail.com and email Fuzzy on how to get okay. um, a download that'll work either on your Nook or on your uh, handheld device or on your computer.
2: Oh, okay. wonderful! And you can find him at ptstreatment.com. dot Is uh, there's no www in front of that? So, uh, by all means, visit Fuzzy. What a what a great guy doing so many good things. So, and his wife, Susie Manning, she's going to be on in April. She's the owner of Sizzle,
1: which is that empowerment uh, company. And I know I make fun of her all the time because she makes me stand outside the sign. <laughs> <sunshine. laughs> Uh, I don't think she likes my computer pallor, uh, but uh, she works really hard. To, there's a lot of people that work really hard to try to keep me on the straight and narrow. Robin and <laughs> Doris speak to them.
2: Amen. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, How are things in San Diego, Doris? It's gloomy here, too. Yep. Yeah. There's definitely
4: something coming, so...
1: Now, you're going somewhere tomorrow, Doris. What do you got going on over there? I am, so can I do my news then? Because that's part of my news. Yes.
4: Okay. Uh, Yes, tomorrow, uh, well, last week I reported on the career expos uh, for military veterans and personnel transitioning into civilian life. And these expos are being sponsored by Military.com and the NCOA organization, which stands for Non-Commissioned Officers Association. Tomorrow, one of these expos is being held at Camp Pendleton in Southern California from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. There will be many top companies there, plus I just read today there will be educational institutions there also. So people can still sign up to attend the expo at military.com. And you can also see the 2012 calendar there where other expos are being held throughout the United States. Now, I will be there attending the expo to learn and observe what's available, and I will report back here with my findings next Monday, February 13th. And then on a rather sad note, I want to take a moment to reach out to our military community for help on a very tragic event that needs to be stopped. The military community community knows how important certain rights are to Americans, and one of those rights is the freedom of religion. Unfortunately, that is not the case everywhere in the world. At this very moment, a Christian minister who is Iranian and will not renounce his Christian faith is set to be executed. Jay Sekulow, an attorney and founder of the ACLJ, which stands for the American Center for Law and Justice, is appealing to the world to create a social media uproar to stop the execution. I am appealing to our powerful military community voice to go to the ACLJ.org website and sign the petition to stop this execution.
1: Doris ACLJ. That's A is in apple, C is in Charlie, L is in Lima. Yes, J and as J,
4: J is J. As in
1: Juliet.
4: Yes, Juliet. Yes, thank you. dot org. Yes, and uh, then to end on a happy note because I know how you like that. Congratulations to the New York Giants for their stunning <laughs> second Super Bowl victory over the New England Patriots. Go Eli Manning! Just in case somebody cut me off. <laughs>
1: The Patriots fans
4: over here! boo. I knew, that's why I had to do it fast.
1: I know you were going to uh, get that uh, in before I cut you off. Yeah, right, right.
2: Well, I'll be—I'll be the intermediary because I didn't care one way or the other.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. It's got some sort of crime against nature because you are in deep in Patriots company or country, being I in agree. New Hampshire. I know. Wow. How you could
2: not be I a am- Patriots fan? I don't know. It's not a fan. It's just I don't follow football at all. I haven't got the foggiest idea what team is what and who's on what and who's on second. I I, Sandra
4: and I do. I know her dad's a big football fan.
2: (laughs) Yeah, my dad's a huge Buffalo Bills fan. I mean, I'm a Buffalo
1: Bills fan, born and bred. But since we weren't in the Super Bowl, the next best thing is the Pats, and you know they're in the AFL. So you know what are you going to do? And the Giants have just (laughs) rolled over us for so many years. It's hard to. You know, as my kid said a funny thing about. He's like, Mom, you know, and he's obviously not a football fan by the statement, but he said, "Mom, of course the Giants are going to win." I said, "Why are the Giants going to win?" And he goes, "Well, the Patriots." He's like, "They just fight with bayonets," and, and he's like, "And they have tea parties." And I'm looking at him, <laughs> going, "Oh my god, there's our history dollars at work, right there." Right. <laughs> oh my god! Guys, I do not that the had bayonets. Do they? I think that was like the French Canadians who fought with bayonets. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. but uh, So what was that website again? ACLJ.org. And so what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to go on there and write a protest? There's a petition,
4: and all you have to do is, uh, you know, fill out your information. But he's been working on this for, uh, Jay Sekulow has been working on this for a while. So there are hundreds of thousands of people that are signing the petition. But... Like he said, we can't stop because they're hoping that people will get bored over it. And he says we can't stop because they're waiting for that moment where they can just do something behind the scenes and people will miss out on it. So he says we've got to stay on top of it. And that's why I thought I would announce it on this station because I know the military people are really, you know, hot for rights.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like our freedoms. You know, we're so lucky to live in the United States. We're so lucky to have our servicemen and women protecting not only our freedom of speech, our freedom of religion, our freedom of choice. I mean, so many freedoms we take for granted that aren't available uh, for our
2: friends and family around the world. Rob, you want to take us to commercial? We are. We're ready to go to commercial very shortly. We've got about a minute more to go. We want to make sure that everyone tunes in to our or checks us out on Facebook, I should say, or checks us out at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. We have a lot of um, past podcasts there that you'd like to listen to, I'm sure. We have uh, especially if you wanted to hear more of Fuzzy Manning's um, conversations that he's had with us, a little bit more about that. We'll have um, um, a, a lot more to talk about with Fuzzy in in the future weeks and months. I'm sure we'll have him back very shortly. But in the meantime, we're getting ready to welcome Lisa Detry. She'll be on momentarily second segment and um, we'll be welcoming back um, Lynette, um, I'm sorry. We're going to be back from (laughs) Military Mom Talk Radio in a moment. I have too many notes in front of me today. I'm (laughs) sorry. They're just punishing you guys for (laughs) laughing at me for all these years.
0: Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, and we'll be right back after these.
5: Wondering how to market, where to invest, where to advertise, where to find the right advice, or what to do about taxes? Doing business today is a complex venture, and that's where all AllBizTalk comes in. All AllBizTalk helps businesses and individuals find the right path to their success and learn more about the ideas, products, and services used by today's top professionals. Success leaves clues, so if you want to be successful, it's always best to listen to the people who have already been where you want to be. Our hosts are unbiased and will ask the hard questions, taking your calls to help connect you with the right professionals, people who can help you get a better handle on your personal and business choices. All BizTalk is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. Join All Biz Talk Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central at allbiztalk.com. LinkedIn, it's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn Lady.
6: With the LinkedIn Lady Show, Wednesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. The LinkedIn lady will have interviews each week with a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, linkedinlady.com. Join us, won't you, every Wednesday afternoon at 5, 4 Central. It's the LinkedIn Lady Show with host Carol McManus on Toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help Sam put your name at the top of his list. And a statue of liberty started
0: shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com
1: Hi, this is Sandra Beck on Military Mom Talk Radio, along with my co-hosts, Robin Boyd and Doris rivas Brecky. <laughs> Sorry, Robin, I killed your name. <laughs> no, that's fine. I was thinking you
2: were doing it intentionally. Because
1: <laughs> yeah, you would think I would be doing it intentionally, um, but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, we've got a great guest today. We have Lisa Dietrich. She is a woman of faith. She is a military mom. Her son is in the service. Lisa, are you with us today? I'm here. You're there. So, okay. Now you are from the Culver Church in culver christian church in oregon but you're currently living in southern california so what's happening in this next two weeks that's causing you a little bit of stress
7: oh well uh, actually my husband uh, moved up to culver at the end of december and started preaching at the culver christian church january 1st and i kind of volunteered to stay behind to get the house ready to rent out and finish up my job here and so, in the next two weeks, he'll be coming to get me, and we're all going to move back to, or move up to Oregon where I can join my family. So, yeah, it's a little stressful. Wow.
2: <laughs> Are you from Oregon
7: originally? Uh, actually, I'm from Colorado originally, but I've been living in Southern California for, well, since the mid 80s. <laughs> so, yeah. um, it's, it's quite
2: a change. <laughs> That's part of why I, I have to say I was a little confused when I was asking you <laughs> for, for your church, because, and then you said Oregon, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I thought she was in California with Sandra. <laughs> right,
7: so yeah, so yep, there's going to be a lot of changes going on here, and um, it, it's exciting, it's all good. Although I am well, miss and the Sandra, funny but... thing,
1: uh, Lisa, is, you know, it's like you're going through moves. Your son is in, in the service, and he's in uh, Watertown, New York. He's, he's pretty far away. Mm-hmm. And you're moving, and your teenage daughter is starting her new high school this week. Um, boy, you talk about tests of faith. That's a, that's a whole lot of them right there.
7: A lot of changes going on. Plus, our other son is staying here in Southern California in college. So all of a sudden, I'm realizing I'm not going to be an hour away from him. I'm going to be 14 hours away. So that's a little, you know, like making sure everything's okay with him. So, yes, there's a lot going on in our lives.
1: Well, that's pretty funny when you think about it. Usually kids go off to college. Your kid is staying there, and you guys are moving. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
7: (laughs) But oddly enough, he's quite okay with that. (laughs)
1: So, Lisa, how do you get through all this stuff? You know, you're a great woman of faith. I love to have you on the show because the only woman I know who has read the Bible from cover to cover at least twice and, and is not lying about that fact.
7: You lie about something like that Uh, all the time. Oh man, uh, yeah, well, thank you, Sandra. Um, you know, it's not come easy over the years, it's come with a lot of testing and a lot of trials and a lot of failures. And you know, I finally came to the conclusion at some point in my life that you know, the only one that I can rely on all the time is God, and so that's where I put my faith. And when you really think about faith, we we how we exercise faith when we get in the car and drive, especially here in Southern California, that the other drivers are going to be sober and licensed and have insurance and not going to plow into us. And, you know, so our, our lives are full of faith. Um, what we need to look at it when, you know, we're actually thinking about, you know, how do I go through my day with all these changes and all these trials is we need to look to, uh, you know, placing our faith somewhere that can actually, you know, make a difference. And that's why I place my faith in God, because I know He created this universe, and He's in control, and He loves me, He loves us all, and He, he can take care of things for us. So I don't have to worry about it, because He's in control.
1: So is that the thing that helps you the most? Because I know I'm a worrier. I wake up pretty consistently between two and four thirty in the morning every night. I wake up and think, "Oh crap! What didn't I do today? What didn't I do for the kids? You know, what company uh, employee is going to be mad at me, or what client's going to fire me today?" Um, Oh. Oh, yeah, every night. I'm not kidding you. Every night for at least 15 years, I've been that way. And then I have my Sunday night jitters, which is the night before the week's going to start, because my weeks are being shot out of a cannon on Monday morning, and I don't land until Friday night. Um, You know, what do you do with that kind of stuff? Because I know we all have them.
7: Oh, and I have to admit, I kind of had that this morning when I was thinking about going on the show. It's like, oh, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? And, um, again, you know, faith really, when you take a good, hard look at it, it it really is the antithesis of worry. Because if I'm really trusting in God, I don't have to worry about what's going to happen later. Now, that's not to say that we don't have responsibility here. I can't just go about my life, la, 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 and not take care of my business. So, you know, Sandra, in terms of waking up in the middle of the night, we got to talk about that, but <laughs> yeah. um, you know, if we do everything that we need to do and uh, at least do our best, then we have to let go of the rest and say, you know what, God, I'm going to let you take care of the rest of this because I can't do everything. And you that's really, where faith comes in. Just releasing
2: all of those. Really words. good question. In that, there's a fine line between where you can say, "All right, I am going to put this in God's hands." And I'm going to trust that he will guide me versus, all right, am I just sitting here being blind and not understanding that I need to be a little proactive about something? That's really a fine line.
7: That is a very fine line, yes. And I think that's a line that we all dance over daily. <laughs> and that's yeah. where, you know, maintaining a relationship with God so that, you know, we start the day out talking to him and, yeah. you know, and release the day. Here, Here's yeah. the day. It's yours. You made it. You made me. Um, you know, just guide me, help me know what to do and what not to do. And that's kind of where wisdom comes in and, and, you know, that we kind of look at the things. I mean, every day we have to prioritize what we can do and what we probably won't get to. And, you know, that's where wisdom comes in and knowing what things are, should be important and what things maybe can wait till tomorrow or that won't keep us up in the middle of the night. And it is a very fine line, though. You're absolutely right. Mm.
1: Yeah, because sometimes like that worry and that nervous energy, you know, when I channel it properly and I actually get up out of bed and I don't lay there and toss and turn for two hours, you know, I get up and I am productive and I, you know, do the best I can, but um, it really is a hard row all mothers have, all women have, you know, we have, you know, I'm just going to say this and take some heat for it, but we have more responsibility than men do, I'm sorry, between the animals, the kids, the welfare of the family, the status of the relationship. Most men just get up and go to work. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and the rest of us are, you know, swimming in our own worry soup, trying to figure out how to get through every day. And I know I generally only throw my hands up when I'm just, I've had enough. And I, you know, I probably could do better, and most of us could, you know, before getting to the point where you throw your hands up, that you turn around and say, okay, I give this over to you, God, I'm doing the best I can. I'm going to do whatever I can do, but the rest is up to you. Um, We probably could do that before we get to burnout.
7: Right. <laughs> and that, that comes with learning in life as well as to what things we throw up our hands over and what things we, you know, just stay hunkered in, to, to hunker down in and, and fight our way through it. And, and it's true, Sandra. Every day is like that. You know, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Um, you know, what, How can I handle all of these things? You know, do you remember, um, I don't know if any of you ever saw, I think there were old vaudeville acts where a guy would put a plate on a stick and spin it around, and then you get another plate on a stick. Yeah. Well, I, I've kind of, com- I've kind of combined two analogies. To my plates are full, and they're all spinning on the stick, and I'm trying to keep them all spinning, and that's the way it is for a mom. <laughs> you know, it's not just that we have plates on a stick, but they're, those plates are all full, and it, it takes an, an incredible amount of energy and love and time and effort to keep those plates spinning and not falling down. And um, you know, the only thing I, I mean. The, the good thing that we that we can understand is that we 're not alone in this. We have each right. other, we have God, we have a, a community of of other women and and even you know some of the men in our lives understand our our struggles and, and are there and, and we can just be thankful for that and grateful that we 're not alone you know that that um, you know we can surround ourselves with people of of similar situations that we can offer support and sometimes, you know, maybe take the kids so that one of us can get a bubble bath or something and that we can, you know, work together and, and help each other out because we're not alone and we shouldn't be think of ourselves as islands because we weren't made to be that way. We were made to be in a community. And that's a good thing about, you know, having friends and and being in faith and especially having um, even programs like this that we can kind of come together and talk and go, oh, yeah, they're stressed out too. (laughs) So (laughs) there's hope here.
4: Hey, Lisa, Doris here. Isn't uh, like what Sandra was talking about when you're starting to feel like, you know, you're losing it mentally, isn't that a good time to have like certain verses that you can go to to kind of calm you down, you know, from the Bible? I mean,
7: I know that's what I do, and it helps a lot. Absolutely, yes. And there are a lot of good ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my favorite one, and I brought this up on the last show, is, is Psalm 4610. It just says, Be still and know that I am God. That is exactly. my favorite. I love word. that one. Love it. Because, you know, if we just stop for a minute, it's like, wait a minute. You know, who am I to try to keep the universe in order? That's not my job. Right. <laughs> yeah. and uh, sometimes it feels like it, but yes, so yes when I sit that, But again, that, that comes works. from you know reading the word, and it, even just getting. Um, there are lots of websites that'll send you one you know an email a day with just one verse, and right. we can focus on that for the day. Yep, yep.
2: It's, it's always a challenge and I think that's part of what makes us strong and that's part of what gives us, um, the ability to move on because something different every single day seems to, seems to face us and, uh, challenge us and, if we have that that connection to God, at least we know darn well we're going to at least have someone who'll listen to us. And he <laughs> doesn't talk back. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes exactly he <laughs> in his own way. I think <laughs> that's true. That's true.
7: Well, and, and the cool thing about having faith in God and, and is that. Um, he promises that if we trust in Him, He'll give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. And, you know, it, isn't it a great idea to think about that I can have peace in the middle of a hurricane, in the middle of a war zone, because the peace is in my heart, and I know God's in control. Yeah. And all of these other things are going on around me, and I have to interact with them, but God even gives me peace in that kind of a situation, That, that just the knowledge that He's there. Yes. Yeah.
2: That's yeah. such a comforting thought, Lisa, and thank you for giving that to us because honestly, sometimes we don't understand, but as long as we know we can trust uh, that, that makes it all right. Lisa, exactly. thanks so much. We're going to be chatting with you soon um, on another occasion, but in the meantime, we're getting ready to meet Mary Lee. She has written a great book, When Grandma's Teeth. False teeth fly out. Uh, fly. <laughs> Grandma's false Are teeth fly. We'll meet Mary in looking a minute. For
0: help in dealing with the system. Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these.
6: Girlfriend is on DougieNet. And then be a part of Girlfriend It, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central.
2: You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have mm-hmm. somebody that you go, she gets me.
6: Check out the website, girlfriendit.com. Don't miss Girlfriend It with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Are you ready to get your woo on? From business and branding to babies, best-selling, books and personal breakthroughs then it's time to tune in to woohoo radio love life business and the pursuit of happiness with your host lisa stedman wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m central on toginet.com using her signature blend of inspiration motivation and kick butt action best-selling author and chief woohoo woman lisa stedman wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you can do lisa will show you how to create your signature woohoo way of love life business and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself if you're tired of a one fits all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Check out her website, lisastedman.com. Join us for Woohoo Radio, Love, Life, Business, and the Pursuit of Happiness, Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this man.
5: God bless the USA.
0: Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com
1: Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Doris Rivas-Brecke and Robin Boyd. And we just had a lovely visit from Lisa uh, Dietrich as she prepares to move up to Oregon, a new phase in her life. And she's writing a book um, about women in faith, so we'll have her on later in the year once her book is finished. And um, she's really just a whole lot of fun. And what I love about her is she's so realistic. You know, sometimes you talk to people um who want to help and they just don't get it they don't get how hard it is sometimes to be a mom and me how hard it is to be a single mom and a company owner and radio host you know i'm ready to tear what's left of my hair out on a weekly basis and she just looks at me and she says you gotta have faith now most people (laughs) i'd want to slap when they say that but i actually listen to her
2: good Because she's talking from her heart and from her knowledge
1: base. That's True, it's true. Well, you know, when you talk about heart and knowledge base, um, I'm really pleased to bring on author Mary Lee today. You know how I get a kick out of, like, incongruous items. And, you know, you have Mary Lee, who's a retired Air Force Master Sergeant. She served for 24 years. She's been retired for 15. She is currently an author and a songwriter. Uh, she wrote the children's book, When Grandma's False Teeth Fly. Um, she's also the author of My Air Force Mom and a song called Little Shoes. And um, she has got a lot of great things that she offers through literature and music about the hope of getting women to serve in our military to honor them past, present, and future right up our alley. I'd like to welcome to the show today, Mary Lee. Are you with us? Do we have Mary Lee? Hello.
8: There (laughs) she is. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Hi, (laughs) Gary.
9: Hi, Sandra, Robin, (laughs) Doris.
1: I mean, I hit all the high points. There's just not anything other than your master's degree in social work at University of Southern California or no, no, Southern no.
2: Carolina. No, <laughs> South Carolina.
1: South Carolina. That's right, not Southern Carolina. Oh, it's one of those days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think any one of us has hit anything right yet. So <laughs> right, we got to pack it in, go home, and
1: start again tomorrow. Oh,
2: gosh. Well, Mary, it's so exciting to meet you. I, I'm on your website right now, When Grandma's False Teeth Fly. It's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
9: you. <laughs> uh, my website was made by my publisher. And, oh, it's precious. Uh, was this, <laughs> tell us,
2: was this written from
9: experience? <laughs> yes, actually it was. Um, I am a grandma, <laughs> and my false teeth have flown on occasion, Ooh. but never at the church potluck. So <laughs> 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 that part's fiction. <laughs> I also, when I was growing up, I had a chipped tooth uh, when I was in elementary school, and I was teased a great deal about my tooth. And so I wanted to get that across um, in my book, that teasing children, even for things that they can't help, is um, mm-hmm. really can be devastating to them. But I wanted them to look at it in a, in a fun way.
2: Well, and Mary Lee, i
1: got to tell you, I was teased in ninth grade. I wasn't a little kid, but I was in ninth grade, and I I was born – I mean, they're beautiful teeth now. People go, oh, my God, you have movie star teeth. But when you're in ninth grade and you're half a head and all teeth – and all my teeth are exactly the same size, like a horse, you know, when you look at the the front. Oh, Sandra. No, it's true. We were all sitting there during African-American history or African history, and they showed some tribe that filed all their teeth flat. And some guy, I'm going to say it's Todd Brower, he's probably going to find me on Facebook and say, I never said that. But he turned around, he says, Beck, that's like you. You must have filed your teeth. Your teeth are all the same size. And forever since then, everybody's always commented in high school about, oh, yeah, you're the one with those teeth. It was horrifying. Oh, and I still, my goodness. I was probably 25 until people said, a, gee you have a beautiful smile until I could grow into my teeth otherwise it was Mr. Ed all the way. <laughs>
9: oh my When I was 14 I got hit in the mouth with a basketball and it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because <laughs> it knocked my forefront teeth up in my gums and they removed them and I got a partial and my dentist said I have never seen anybody so excited to get both teeth. <laughs>
2: But I could actually
9: smile and show my teeth. I was so happy.
2: <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh. As an Air Force Master Sergeant, oh, my gosh. How did you go from being a Master Sergeant to writing for young people? <laughs> well, <laughs> I,
9: I started writing kinda of late in life. I after I retired from the Air Force, um, my husband and I went to Black Mountain and we were surrounded by the mountains and the peacefulness of it all. And I just started writing. I started writing poetry and short stories. And I I was very surprised when I ended up writing children's books, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing my children had teased me about, the my Air Force mom book, when I was in the Air Force, my children would say, um, you know, well, why do you do this, and why do you do that, and what is your uniform, and what are the badges for? And they would have all their little friends asking about that. And I told them forever, I said, well, I'm going to write a book about it when I retire. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I was predicting
2: it. I just didn't know it. <laughs> wow. Now, my Air Force mom was written when, while you still where your children were younger, or was this after no, you retired no, they, and your children they, they were older? No, they were grown.
9: Yeah, when mm. I was serving in the Air Force, uh, you know, they were younger, and that's when all the children would ask them these questions. But, yeah, they were they're grown <laughs> adult children by the time I wrote the book.
2: <laughs> wow. This is a little quick tangent, but did you were you deployed and separated from your children a bit while you were serving? Um uh, no, not too much. We, we were stationed in
9: Japan for three years, uh, but we had oh, the wow. children come over every summer, and they really enjoyed that.
2: Wow, what an experience for your children! But that's wonderful that you didn't have that separation, um, that many women do face, and of course we talk about that a lot on the show. um, Are are those women who are deployed and have to separate from their family? Well, that's what my song is about.
9: Uh, Little shoes is actually a song. About a mother leaving her little baby at the airport to go off to war. (laughs) Mm. Although the war part was fictional, I have left my children and left my parents, and I know that sinking sensation you get when you're leaving.
2: (laughs) Mm. Very, very difficult for any mom, and to be able to put it to song.
9: (laughs) Yeah, that was a very big surprise for me, too, because I cannot sing a note and I do not play a musical instrument. But my husband came home one day, and he told me that he had a title for my new children's book. And I said, what is that? And he said, Little Shoes. And I thought about it for weeks and weeks. It just kept going round and round in my head. And I told him, I said, it's not a book. It's a song. <laughs>
2: oh. And uh, it came out. <laughs> oh, wow. That's wonderful. Doris, did you have a question? Yeah. uh, uh I heard that maybe you served in
9: the 70s, yes, really? Yes, I went in in 1971 and retired in 96. Oh, okay, because I was in the military between uh, 75
4: and 78 in the Army. Oh, oh,
9: Okay. And you would probably recognize in my Air Force mom the picture of the commissary. It's what I call the old version of the commissary. <laughs> it's back when you actually went in the commissary and you had a greeter and you showed your eyes. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also I had the beret in there. And the beret is like one of the main reasons I wanted to go in the Air Force. I loved the beret. And when I went in in 71, it was just being phased in. And when I retired in '96, it was being phased
7: out. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I had 24 years with my beret.
4: <laughs> now you you were in long enough too uh, th- that you probably saw how it changed for women.
9: Oh, Be- amazing!
4: Yes, because it was really
9: tough for me. Well, when I was first in, they were uh, making women who married get out, and then the yes. first. Right. Then the second year I was in, they were making them get out if they were pregnant. Yes. And then by the third year, the ladies who were pregnant were begging to get out, and they wouldn't let them.
2: Well, oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Those were major changes. <laughs> oh gosh. Big change. It's funny yeah, how we we always um, are never quite at the right place at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, what, we've only got a couple more minutes before we go to break and one of the things I wanted to ask, what you, you've done so many book signings at this point in time and you've got uh, your new book coming out uh, very shortly this month. What's one of the biggest surprises you've had in a book signing?
9: Well, the, the biggest surprise that I found in a book signing is I thought for a book signing you had to sell books for it to be a success. And what I found out that that, That is not true. If you have a book signing and it's with other authors and you network with them, or if you receive media coverage, local coverage, they come out and interview you, or, and this is the best part, if you give away one of your books to a child who's really looking at it hard and really wants it but can't buy it, (laughs) and they just light up. And all three of those are what I call a successful book signing.
2: I can see, so. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I think so many times when you can engage a child with just one book, somehow that just opens up a whole path of literature for them. And isn't that what it's all about? Oh, my gosh. Mary Lee, I have to say, if I knew Air Force Master Sergeants were as delightful as you, I think I would have joined (laughs) 40 (laughs) years ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you are amazing, a delight. We just wanna congratulate you when Grandma's False Teeth Fly will be released. Is it February fourteenth? Right exactly. on Valentine's released Day.
9: Released February fourteenth. It's already already available for pre order. And I've actually had my copies for about six weeks, and I've already done four book signings.
2: Wow. <laughs> um, oh, that, that's amazing. One thing Mary. I'd like I want to, to make add. sure we direct everybody to Mary Lee, M A R Y L E E dot Tate Author, and that's T A T E. Wait, 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 Robin.
9: D- no. Um, yes, You're getting my
2: email and my website mixed up, Rob. Oh <laughs> it's, gosh. It's- we're, we'll fix it on the other side of the break. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> what?
0: Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these.
3: Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartFilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on HeartFilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on TogiNet.com. It's
6: time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past,
2: Sandra, do we have you on? I guess we've lost Sandra. This is Robin Boyd here on Military Mom Talk Radio, and we just wanted to make sure that we clarified with Mary Lee which website to find (laughs) this delightful book. Mary, where where should we go?
9: Yes, it's h-t-t-p colon slash slash mary, m-a-r-y-l-e-e
2: dot dot tateauthor.com. Oh, good. Yes, that's what we were starting to say. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. It's that's the full moon coming. That's what I guess so. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks so much, Mary. Good luck with your book. Thank you so much.
1: Well, guys, I'm back. I don't know what happened. It's it's the full moon getting to us. Uh, but we have got a really exciting segment coming up because this is going to be a repeat segment once a month. We have Joyce Faulkner here with us today along with Le- – uh, oh, I knew I was going to blow it – Lila. No, Layla. Oh, for crying out loud. Was it Layla, Lila, Levinson? Sorry, Lila, I goofed. Um, But we're going to talk today about writing. And we're going to have a segment each month that's going to talk about our writing series and uh, how many of you out there have written into us, telling us about your story ideas, asking where to get started. Well, Joyce Faulkner is going to walk us through that murky pathway so that we can create the world Next bestseller, and it's Lila. I'll get it right. So, Joyce, are you with us? I'm here. How are you doing? Oh, I don't know. We're having, we're stumbling over (laughs) here. I'm just gonna hand you the mic and say, Go, Joyce, go, because between the three of us over here, we couldn't get a fire started in the desert. (laughs) Whoa. Well, great. (laughs) Well, I wanted to start
8: out and um, say how excited I am to appear with Lila. Uh, our, Our topic for this first session is why we write, the various reasons that people have for writing. And I'm going to give a few of them, and then I'm going to toss it to Lila uh, for the final one because she has uh, made this part of her life for the last few years, and uh, she certainly knows what she's talking about. Uh, When we sit down to write, there are so many different reasons that people are uh, drawn to that activity, Uh, and a lot of times it's literary aspiration. In other words, I'm going to write the next great novel and I'm going to be, you know, Stephen King and uh, I'm going to be uh, publishing my book and and doing uh, book signings everywhere to make money and and to have a career. Uh, And that's perfectly legitimate. That's uh, from time immemorial what people have done. But there's lots of other reasons that people write books as well or just write. It doesn't even have to be a book. Uh, And uh, the second one that's most common in my life uh, is people write because they have a business and maybe they have uh, created a product or they've uh, invented a process. And when they go to speak to customers, they want to have a book that explains it. So a lot of times I work with people who are creating a book for their businesses. The other big way that people are inspired is, uh, and this happens a lot with veterans, uh, They have there's an event that happens and they are unhappy how it was reported in the media and they want to tell their story their way. Uh, and the last time I was on, I believe I talked about all the different perspectives and how we experience things based on who we are and how we're feeling that day and where we're standing. And uh, there may be a given fact, but there could be hundreds of different perspectives on that fact. And so there are many times that there is a big an event, say 9-11, and we'll be seeing stories appear for a long time to come um, based on different people's perspectives of that uh, life-changing event. Uh, Another reason that people write is uh, to reach across time and geography and space and to record the history of their family. Or uh, I had one lady who came to me, and her parents had uh, immigrated from Germany back in the 1920s, and uh, she happened to be the person that was the keeper of the box of pictures, and she scanned all of those pictures, and she wrote a story about each of the pictures, and she put it in a book, and she gave it to all of her grandchildren and great nieces and nephews and, and everybody. She brought about you know, 150 books and, and gave them out to people to maintain the, the, the history of their family, since it had changed so significantly by immigration. Uh, then the other thing is people who uh, you know, have a hobby And they want to write about their uh, knitting Or they want to write about uh, building airplanes Or they want to write about something that they've created uh, And then another one is just impulse I'm feeling good today I had an idea I saw a movie I listened to a song And I want to write about that uh, all of those are, are wonderful reasons and common reasons that people will sit down and write and a lot of time poetry uh, is part of that impulse. you get the feeling and you just you know, want to sit down and, and write something, maybe write a song even uh, but the reason that I asked Lila to join me today. Um, Lila is the recipient of our Military Writers' Society of America 2011 President's Award. Wow. Uh, for, her, for her book, it's called Gated Grief. Um, the daughter of a GI concentration camp liberator discovers the legacy of trauma. Uh, this book moved me immensely because I... Uh, identified with it. I lived through something very similar and it impelled me to write as well. Uh, And one of the reasons that we gave Lila this very special award, aside from the the high, high quality of the book itself, was that she is also putting her time and effort and attention to um, making uh, this a possibility, the idea of writing to heal are writing to deal with PTSD, uh, a part of her life. So, Lila, I'm going to toss it to you and let you uh, talk about what you have done and where you're going with this. Okay.
10: Thanks so much, Joyce. It's great to be here. Um, I just want to let uh, your audience know, Sandra and Robin, that, that uh, it's anybody can be a writer that you need to completely suspend anything you might have learned in school, which sometimes I think is sort of the worst thing that a person can encounter is a bad English teacher who can do untold damage because there's no such thing as writing something wrong or bad. So I want everybody to put that idea just completely out of their heads because writing is one of the most valuable techniques, strategies, tools we have available to ourselves to process very, very powerful experiences that we just don't have any other means of processing. And what I really encourage people to do is to just pick up a pen, or not a pencil, it has to be a pen, and remember three key rules. So if everybody in the audience has a pen, write these three rules down right
1: now. I'm doing it. I got my pen.
10: So you give yourself a set amount of time, and it can only be as short as 10 minutes, maybe even 5 minutes. So we can do anything for that amount of time, right? So a short amount of time. And you can give yourself either a prompt, like my Christmas vacation with my parents in two thousand. And, you know, when when you didn't speak for, you know, two months afterwards because of some uh, drama and tension that came up. Or just sit down without a prompt and just say, I'm going to let whatever comes up, comes up. And then the next thing to remember is that you keep writing nonstop for that entire ten minutes. You do not cross out. You do not erase. You let whatever comes up, comes up out onto the page. What if you spell
1: bad like I do? That's
10: totally exactly what I mean. You don't care about that. And here's why this is something very few of us ever learn in grade school that there's two parts of being a writer there's an editor and there's the creator. And it is extremely important to keep them separate because that editor is that voice of your bad school teacher. That voice is that says, I can't do things right. I'm not a good writer. I don't have anything to say. So these are tricks that we shut that editor away in the closet until it's time for her to appear and take a role at the table. So we have to keep her locked up and give that creator space to come out and get out whatever we need to say.
1: Lila, I gotta tell you, I went to journalism school at Medill at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Studied it for four years. No one ever asked us to try that technique. I can't wait to try it when I'm off the show.
10: Well, I was I was um, I was over forty before I learned this, and it completely changed my relationship with writing. The book that Joyce mentioned—it's a 200 and I don't know 60-page book. I wrote it completely in 15-minute segments. And then after I had all my raw material available, because writers, we have to produce our own clay. We don't get it. We don't go to the store to buy it. So you produce it in this way. And after you get it all written, then the editor can come in and figure out what goes where, how to correct the spelling with spell check, you know. But it's amazing. I didn't realize at the time how healing this was for me because I had a very traumatic childhood and I just instinctively started pouring this stuff out once I learned this technique of shutting up the editor. And it all suddenly, it, all these crazy pieces in my life that didn't seem to make any sense, that didn't match up, once I poured it all out, I realized there was some kind of meaning there. And it actually had meaning for other people as well as for me. Which is basically the trauma that our veterans bring home from war ripples through our family. My dad was a World War II veteran, so I really Lila,
2: this-, this is this is going to have to be our segue for next week because we are just at the very end. Lila Levinson, we're going to chat more with you next week. You'll be That'll our guest be so next week great. to talk more about gated grief. Thank you, Joyce. We'll look forward to you next month, Joyce from the Military Writers Society of America. We are so appreciative of all the time and the good things that you bring for us and next week we'll also welcome donna Mall and lynette lovelace will be joining us we're looking forward to that we want to thank mary lee and thank lisa detries for joining us today please tune in next week for another great episode and we promise to get everyone's name right next week <laughs> on <Della laughs> Dark Mom talk radio thanks everyone have a great <gasps> <sighs> bye bye